think we hardly used it. Aye, well, I've, I've, I've turned the mic back on. Just so, obviously, this is before the show starts. Um, they use the, the, the N-word a lot. And, well, they don't use it a lot in Pulp Fiction, but we somehow ended up using it a lot on this podcast. Uh, about the pipes. <laughs> about, the, about the pipes. Um, so I thought we'd, we'd better quickly come back on air and tell you be careful, there will be use of the N-word. It is within context of the film, I think. So yeah, I'll let you just... Of course it is. Uh, So yes, that's just your prior warning. Enjoy the show! Hello, Hello. you're... (laughs) What? I was just waiting to say this is longer than 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) It was the silence and it was the music playing. So I got to like a certain point in song and I just pulled the volume and didn't start speaking. I can't hear the music in the beginning. Alright, so I, I, are listening to episode 153, the Films and Swearing podcast. Uh, the Foul Mouth Movie podcast, I record straight out of five Scotland. I am your host, Stuart Sutherland. And interrupting me today is my pumpkin, Andy Walker. And joining him is his honey bunny, Magic Mike Christie. Fuck you. Yeah. And I, episode 153, Pulp Fiction. Fucking honey bunny. Aye. Fucking honey bunny. Sorry, were you going to be pumpkin? No. (laughs) I wasn't going to be fucking either. (laughs) I wanted to be Jimmy. (laughs) No. Uh, Not today. So... Uh, before we dive into the, the last stop. Yeah, our... this motherfucker jinxed it again. No, no, I'm no... Like, this boy died of natural causes. Yeah, but still you jinxed it. How, I, I am not, I am not a, like a deaf god or a, 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 a bad luck. god. I, I, I was a death note pool. I reckon I was like, what, what can I be if celebrities are dying and it's my fault? Um, I would see a relevance if we maybe reviewed his a movie of his the week before and then he dies the same day as we release the episode and then I could see that. Well, you're maybe not for film actors but you're definitely are for wrestlers. Alright, if I'm a fan of the wrestler he'll die. Yes. Or, or were, you, were you a fan of Bobby the Brain Heenan? <laughs> I might have laughed at a joke once if that's enough to go... Uh, I hate stuff with good like. So... Um, but aye, enough Feels about. Bad for Cesaro. Aye, see, he's he's just fighting off like beach balls. He's just fucking tearing all those <laughs> death threats up, fucking giving them a European uppercut to the Grim Reaper. Ah, anyway, so Harry Dean Stanton died. Aye, if in case of you fucking lost you, listener, like, wait, what's going on? What what is sure that these people? To be fair, he was the oldest one that's died recently. 91 years old. Natural causes, so... Uh, Probably on the John. <laughs> just a wee straining and then just gave it. <laughs> aye. Um, so, aye, let's, let's talk some of his films. I have a big paragraph of it. Big Harry Dean Stanton films. You want me just to rattle off some names? Uh, I'll go with the ones that are familiar. Aye, because that's it. He is credited uh, on IMDb with 199 acting roles. 
Ah, it was one away for two under there. Aye, and like that is it. It's a mixture of TV series and movies. Um, back in '67, he was in Cool Hand Luke, and yeah. a, a lot of the time he's the cunt that's playing a guitar in films because he seems to be quite a musical cunt as well. Aye. So I always remember him being in a, a Steven Seagal film where he was like a a hillbilly on a porch. Mm-hmm. With a banjo or something. I can't remember the name of the phone. <laughs> uh, Kelly's uh. Heroes from 1970. What? Godfather Part 2, 1974. He is one of the, the FBI agents right. for that one. Of course, he was one of the crew from Alien. I, I completely forgot that he was an alien. Eh? Aye. Like, it's always that scene. Like, you see the one that gets fucking grabbed by the face. Aye, it's just a cat. Aye. The cat, like, the cat's looking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 80s, he done Christine. Yeah. Uh, Repo Man is obviously one of the big ones, because I think he was more or less... Okay, maybe Emilio Estevez was the lead actor, but he was second fiddle. Yeah, I've still not seen that yet. No, me either. Uh, I think his... that was actually one. I think that was one of my picks for 80s. Season. It was. It was. It sadly wasn't chosen. Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> Twitter. Um, Paris, Texas from 1984, which he puts down as his favourite acting role. Uh, I'm not really familiar with it at all. Nah. Fear Loven in Las Vegas. He was the judge that was condemning Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro for, was it molesting an underage girl? See, I've only seen the film once and it's probably been a good fucking ten years since I've actually fully watched it. So. Aye. Oh. He's like in this weird dream sequence where they're all tripping off of drugs, but mm. he's in the courtroom battering the the gavel, and the gavel turns into like an axe and sitting chopping sausages up, and he's talking about getting them castrated. <laughs> That's like that fucking. What was the name of the Chinese guy that was threatening to cut Valvinus's dick off? Oh, chopping, chopping your TV. Yeah, they brought a fucking stick of salami and a katana, and like, oh, actually, it's like live and broadcast. It's like, wow. Aye, and uh, another one, big one of the 90s is The Green Mile. Now, what I've got here is one of his notable lines from The Green Mile, which I'll play for you now. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... You see the match go right in half the prison. Want a bit of buck? Tim Dye by jury of your peers. Sons and Paul's by judge, a good standing in this state. You have anything to say before your sentence is carried out? Yeah. I want a fried chicken dinner with gravy on the taters, and I want a shit in your hat. I got to have Mae West sit on my face, because I'm one horny motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I completely forgot about that bit. That was like during the... Shut up! Shut up! One more remark like that, I'll have Van Hay rolled on two for real. And I'll have one less crazy old trustee in the world. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so, aye. I, I all kind of remember him for that role in Green Mile. Nah, uh, I was also trying to remember what he was actually part in the film, but also I remember it now. Because that was German, didn't they? It was like a trial run. Right, a trial run. Walking the, walk the mile, walking the green mile. Like... Uh, what's it? Praising Jesus uh, was one of his lines. 
<laughs> just he does. He just has a proper redneck thing going. Uh. And some of his more later films, like so, in the last few years, he was a voice in Rango, as was many other people. Uh, he was the old dude in charge of the warehouse in the Avengers, like when the Hulk yeah. crashed through the warehouse. I seem to share that, and I've I've not watched the Avengers in a while, and I, I, well, I probably obviously missed it. But mm, it was a small role, but they had a big deleted scene where he kind of got deep with Bruce Banner, uh, and that was like what a lot of people were sharing. I was just wanting to find like the original clip because. I, I fucking can't mind what he was saying, but it just something about it. like, so are you a big man that gets small, or are you small and you get big? And like, just like a wee throwaway line like that. And he's also got credit in Seven Psychopaths. Alright. As Man in Hats. Mm. And he is, he's the guy that just kind of walks into frame, looks around, wears a big hat, and I think it just walks off camera. Alright. I watched that film last year also, but can't obviously pack him up. Can't remember that. Man in Hat. Nah. And uh, his final film, which I think is doing like the festival circuit at the moment, is a film called Lucky. And oh. he plays the, the main character in the film Lucky, uh, alongside David Lynch, Ron Livingston, Ed Bigley Jr. and Tom Skerritt. Oh. I think Tom Skerritt was the, the bad guy for Deadpool. That British guy. Tom Skerritt? Yeah. He... Nah, Tom Skerritt's a fucking... He was Dallas an alien. Oh well. <laughs> I'll let people correct me later. Um, let's see, the plot to Lucky is Lucky follows the spiritual journey of a 90 year old atheist and the quirky characters that inhibit his off the map desert town. Having outlived and out outsmoked all of his contemporaries, the fiercely independent Lucky finds himself at the cliff of life thrust into the journey of self-exploration, leaning towards that which is so often unattainable, enlightenment. Um, I wonder what a day on the set would be like working with a man in his like, late mm. 80s, early 90s. Aye, because they'd done a documentary about him a few years ago called Harry Dean Santon, Partly Fiction. Uh-huh. And it was some a, a woman who was like, I didn't think it was his ex-wife because I didn't think he was ever married, but she filmed him for years, and it was more or less him going to bars, getting pissed, and then uh-huh. just going about just doing silly shit. Uh-huh. But I think he was always known as a really carefree um, nihilist. Like he didn't really give a fuck about anything. Right, hey, what song for the Pulp Fiction soundtrack should we play as our spoiler warning? Um, see, I think you would obviously want to go with the, the opening thing with it, but I, I'm I'm quite I'm quite partial to the the song that plays. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. <laughs> no, oh no, is that is that the one where <laughs> that's uh, where she ODs? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the one I was uh, that's yeah, one I was saying when they come back for uh, Jack Rabbit's ones. I, I guess is it Neil Diamond or someone? I know, but I. I I'm quite partial to it, like, yeah, I was quite digging it. There we go. Alright, folks. I'm going to recite that. It's actually a wee bit too loud for me to do a, the fucking Ezekiel speech and listen to that song in the back time. Right. <clears throat> right, so for the chapter Stuart 2017, the path of the righteous listener 
is surrounded by surrounded on all sides by the evils of the selfish and tyranny of movie spoilers. Blessed is he who watches the film prior to the podcast in the name of Cherish and the good will guide the listener through the valley of darkness for he is truly a dedicated listener and hopefully a subscriber on iTunes. And I will strike down upon thee our balls deep with great vengeance and furious anger on all those who attempt to complain about our spoilers. And you will know my role as the host as I lay my spoilers upon thee. <laughs> Very well done. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> Am I leaving the room? <laughs> I, I, had, I felt like I had to fucking match Sam Jackson's intensity for that speech. It was that good you wore the cap. <laughs> the cat's out going, fuck, I'll, I'll go watch the movie, lads, I'm sorry. Oh, I actually thought I changed too much of it, but it kind of Pulp Fiction is from director Quentin Tarantino. This film stars Tim Roth as Pumpkin, Amanda Plummer as Honey Bunny, John Travolta as Vincent Vega, Sam Sam <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as Jules Winfield, Bruce Willis as Butch, Ving Rames as Marcellus Wallace. Uma Thurman as Mia Wallace. Steve Buscemi shows up as Buddy Holly. Christopher Walken shows up as Captain Coons. And (laughs) now, now, Quentin Tarantino as Jimmy. And, of course, Harvey Keitel as the wolf. As direct line. Yes. Um, Who wants to go for the plot? Our our motherfucker. <laughs> there's so many there's well, see, so many fucking IMDB sum up in one sentence is can it, you is it it's just ah oh. come on Mikey you can do it <laughs> I'm trying to think alright so two no. like henchmen so like drug uh, drug Warlord or something. Mm-hmm. Aye, they go. <clears throat> the lives of two drug hitmen. Sure. A boxer. Mm-hmm. Drug lord's wife. Yep. And two diner robbers. Aye. Coincide with the same stories in the next two days, I think it is. Yeah. So they've got much of a, a plot because it's like four different stories. Aye. But they all... Kind of mingle together. Yeah. Aye. You're actually pretty fucking close to what IMDb put. Well, what the hell? Like? Uh, the lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster's wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was pretty close, especially for a film that's all over the fucking shop. Yeah, I'm, I spent ten minutes of the film trying to put it in chronological order. Um, I, I want to see that version. Like, like where it starts and when it ends. Aye. Because what is the fuck? What would be the earliest scene in that film? The earliest scene in that film would probably be. Oh, the bit where he meets the boxer meets with what's his boss, Marcel Wallace. 
No, not not because at that point you've got uh, <laughs> Jules and Vince showing oh, up yeah, in yeah. fucking Jimmy's clothes. So it would, it would just start with them driving to get the briefcase. Aye. Like them sitting fucking talking about McDonald's. Yeah. Because I. Because yet, like he's not went on his date yet with fucking Mia, and I, yeah. that must be that. Like, oh, um, it probably exists. I've probably not looked for it, but I would like to see if someone edited, like yeah. re-edited the movie and put in, it as a... in chronological. I wonder order. if it would be just as enjoyable. Well, I actually guess I would probably actually just start with Christopher walking, walking into Butch's house when he was a child. Uh. That's probably the earliest part of the film, technically. Then fast forwards some odd years until he's a fucking man. But yeah. anyway, we've all seen it. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it before. So we'll no be ever in the bush. No. Uh, Andy, what did you think of the film? I enjoy that. I enjoy it. Really good. Good watch. Mike. What else? I, 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 for a second there's all I'm fucking hanging them out the dry I'll quickly switch over you're fine no no I want more for him Andrew tell us more fuck you <laughs> alright Mike what did you think um, I think it's a good fun like uh, <laughs> get a little bit more you want more eh? <laughs> real <Reload. laughs> controversially it's probably in my probably my third favourite right, Tarantino right. film because then it's probably like most well known one. Oh, aye this is like easily his most famous film and probably something he's no managed to attain yeah since even though the films he's made since then have probably actually been of a better quality and I like some other some of the other ones more but Pulp Fiction's gonna be like the one he's remembered for yeah mm. The fact that it kind of revived careers of folk and made careers of folk. Yeah, it was his. That was the first film of his to get an Academy Award as well. Aye, that is. It's got an Oscar, hasn't it? Uh, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, if, if I was a better podcast, I would have looked it up. But mm. because that's what you had, uh, sort of like Bruce Willis and John Travolta, who were probably were they at their peak. Aye, a lot of people will say that this was the film that like, rejuvenated like, Travolta's career. Aye, aye, but I would also say this is also the film that fucking launched Sam Jackson. Like, he'd aye, done maybe a hundred films before it. Aye, because but... I only remember him, I think the earliest film I remember him doing was uh, Goodfellas. Right, aye, aye. When the uh, scene with Joe Pesci and that. And, well, aye, because that would have been before coming to America. No, no, Count America was fucking earlier than that. Ah, right. Count America was before Goodfellas. Aye. You know when you say that really quick, it makes it seem like you're saying Captain America. And I was like, wait. That's what I thought you said. Aye. (sighs) Coming to America. Aye, when he Uh, plays the McDowell's. Aye, the boy that fucking tries to rob the place before he gets knocked to. He's wearing a Rastafarian hat. Aye. Uh, Other than that, it's fucking Jurassic Park. You always forget he's fucking in it till you watch it. Yeah. Where he's fucking shouting it. In the white white coat. Aye, where you've got... Hold on to your butts. The fucking, like, what's the fact of his name in that film? Where, like, he's locked the computer and it goes, ah, ah, ah. 
You Wayne. didn't say the magic word. Wayne. Wayne. Is it Wayne? Is it Wayne? I thought that. And fucking Sam Jackson's like, please! With a fucking flag hanging <laughs> from his lip. He's, that's like, he's always been like the memorable dude around the films, but he's never been given the fucking reins to lead it. Yeah. Uh, my opinion on this film, it, it's, it's easy to say that this film is cool as fuck. Like, it would have... Like, I couldn't imagine what Fox minds were like back in the day when it came out. Like, yeah. it, it, I'd imagine it blew Fox minds. Um, everything's pretty outstanding about it. Like, the cast, uh, the fact that it's got intertwined stories, the chronological order is, like, it's just been dropped on the floor and put back together. And, the like, some of the fucked up twists that seem to happen in all of their stories, yeah. or half the stories. So, it's like something that we've never seen before like back in the 90s watching that for the first time would probably be beside themselves oh we fucking were <laughs> but we were like fucking uh, half the age like we were 10 ah but, ah, but well, no 12 or something aye like we shouldn't have been watching that then but and <sighs> Andy did we not go see this in the fucking cinema like a late night movie Oh, possibly. Ah, I'm pretty sure we went and saw that when they fucking reopened that cinema for the first time didn't leave it. Was that when Charles... It was before him, I think. That was when... Before I got involved and it all went to shit. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I am... Um, when... <laughs> you I... murderer, you killed the cinema. <laughs> no, it was not. I, 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 I will leave that. You helped it because it's... I got involved with it again. <laughs> uh, but I mind they did late night shows at Terminator... Then they done Pulp Fiction, and I think I mind. I think the four of us went and saw Pulp Fiction, forgetting it's on for two and a half fucking hours, and that film starts at midnight. So I mind all of the coming out like fucking zombies at the end of it. You're a fucking pussy, that's what. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like it's, it's, it's got a two and a half hour runtime, but to be fair, it kind of speeds along, eh? Ah, because there's so much going on. If it was one story. Like one plot line in chronological order. The fact that they mix it up keeps it interesting. Yeah. Keeps you fucking guessing when you watch it for the first time and see John Travolta get fucking offed by Butch mm. and then he's cut to another scene later and you're like, wait a second, is he no fucking dead? Uh, that's what I was like when I watched it the first time. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I just see him get killed. Aye. <laughs> so, um,. The best way to talk about this is sort of as their four individual stories. So we've got the Diner Bandits, uh, Vincent Vega and Mia Wallace, uh, Butch and Marcellus Wallace, and then you've got Vincent and Jules. Which one, which story do we, what arc do we take first? Uh, I think we should take the Butch story first. No, wait, uh. I was about to say, let's do it in chronological order, but then oh, we'll be God. here all fucking night. Ah, you got a fucking spreadsheet, and we need to fucking map this out. Aye. Uh, uh, so Butch and Marcellus Wallace, the fucking night, the very first part of that is your Christopher Walken uh, role, isn't it, where he pops up saying mm. the amount of people that shoved his watch up your asses so you could get it. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, like, it's just the thing there where like, the fucking humour is films. Where, like, this is your birthright, so I shoved it up my ass. 
and it's not for like one or two nights. It's like they're talking about for years. It was shoved yeah. up fox asses whilst they were in fucking like was it like prisoner of war camps and it's like uh, no ah he's like Jesus Christ <laughs> like what the fuck are they saying but it's also a key thing to him like especially as this fucking story goes on like him and is would you say his partner's European like Fabian He's French French aye. Um, I was really saying I should retarded. That's also uh, another thing. That's what I thought you were going to say. Aye. She is. Like, she's European. Like, wait a second. <laughs> aye, she is. She, she seems a wee bit simple. Yeah. Uh, but, like, let's go for it. What What is your, this whole arc, Andy, favourite bit? Favourite bit of that, the, the uh, that arc? Aye, everything for Butch and Marcellus Wallace, all their scenes. Well, you, best bit by far has to be the fucking, the hell, getting, like, driving up right up in front of him, for there, onwards. Aye. Oh, when they get, where he stops, where he, they let him cross the street, <laughs> Marcellus stops. Aye, he, he stops at, like, a, a, a red light. Walk. Aye. Uh, and then he walks across and stops in front of him. And Ving Rhames' delivery of motherfucker like, is perfect. Like, the kind yeah. of that's. Because he threw the fight, he fucking killed the boy he was fighting. Yeah. And obviously had it all betted on, all the money bet on himself. Yeah. And which obviously cost fucking Wallace a lot of money. Yep. But the fucking trying to run him over and drive off. I love the fucking shot that they have where he wakes up on the ground like Marcellus, but it, it's upside down and it's just his eyes coming around because all connects he's dead. Yeah. And then they start fucking firing bullets. That and it hits a fucking wifey in the knee or something, eh? I thought it in the arm or something, but you hear her fucking screaming. <coughs> like, it's in the leg because she was standing tending to fucking Bruce the butch. Aye. They shot him and hit him in the leg and she fell in. Mm-hmm. And that leads them to, do you say it's like a pawn shop or something, isn't Aye. it? Aye. And so that's where it just fucking goes doing hell for there. Yeah. Oh, aye. It, like, right it should have been obvious the fact that they've got that flag on the shop wall. Oh, the fucking. The, oh, what'd you call it? Aye, that fucking. The Confederation. Aye, ah, something like the Confederate flag. Aye. It, it gets a bit funny. Yeah, I think. What's a good way to describe this scene? I think when uh, I think when we first did it, I think it actually fucking like, broke us. <laughs> Aye, young childlike minds weren't able to process gimps. Fucking gimps in a crate. <laughs> I love the way they fucking build that up. Like, the fact that he seems to open about five fucking doors to get to this gimp. Like, uh, he's, he's inside a cage, inside a crate. Ah, and, and they're just... You can just see Marcellus, like, just itching to turn around to see what the fuck's coming up behind him. Like, uh, he's fucking straining. The fact that they wake up wearing ball gags mm-hmm. is enough to uh, think, like, oh, no. This no, is this not is good. Right. It would have been amazing if that, that shot thing cut to the person face them and they fucking missed their blonde with his razor out. Uh, they like, oh, look at all these lovely ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Aye. Just when they get the fucking gimp out and tie him up and like... And then the tape. A fucking gimp? Yeah, the tape. <laughs> what the fuck? I think if he even managed to process that as children, what the fuck that was. Yeah. Like, if this was like some sort of fucking boogeyman, monster thing, like, if he was just there to scare them and maybe they're probably expecting he was there to fuck them. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like... How does he escape for the chair? Like, does he just like snap the fucking spiral from it, the back spiral on it? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I thought harm did. Yeah. Right. Is that because he's sweating profusely as well? So they could have managed just to fucking slip out of whatever yeah. straight, and that's when the gimp was going fucking mental. Yeah, then he just decides to fucking punch him. I just and fucking it, puts him to sleep. It's a fad that, like, when he gets into the bit of the shop, he picks up the hat that would be claw hammer. That is a brilliant bit. And then he swaps it for the fucking baseball bat. The evolution. (laughs) Yeah, and then it just evolves to a chainsaw. Mm. And then obviously you fucking camera cuts them looking in the corner and it's just a big fucking, like, katana sword. Aye. See, that's it. When I play fucking games now, like, uh, I go and I order (coughs) weapons. Like, if I find a chainsaw, that's instantly getting swapped for a katana if I could find it. Uh. Especially for, like, your dead risings or... I think have you got a katana in Grand Theft Auto or not? Uh, you probably could. Sure you do. You probably just never last long enough to use it. Just running uh, around trying to fucking hack fuck. Police end you. And I. I think if we would have imagined like when they opened the door and just seen the fucking Marcellus Wallace getting pumped by the... Is that guy a cop? <laughs> uh, he was a cop, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Fucking bent or a bench. Getting shagged fucking in. bad guy for the mask. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Aye, because I wasn't sure. Like, he looks like the bad guy for the mask. The thing, he, habit. the thing is, like, he kind of looks a bit gay as well, but like, he's, like, he's got like weird lips. He's got a pretty mouth. Especially the ones with the pretty mouths. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's just the white, like, the like, distinguished features on his face, and that just kind of makes him look like. He likes taking it. Or he looks like a guy that's been waiting to give it to a uh, big black dude. And yeah. now they've got the big black dude. They've managed to the fucking snare one. I mean, like, what a way for him to fucking go with. Aye. And it's the dude, the shop owner, like, when fucking Butch goes down the stairs and he's watching the scene in front of him, he's watching Marcellus get pumped, and the shop manager's behind him. I was trying to figure out if the fucking shop guy was fucking tugging one or no. <sighs> but he was like, fuck him, fuck him, yeah, fuck him. And, <laughs> but I think he was. I just, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he's at the side just fucking jerking it, watching this go on. <laughs> but I do love the fucking, like, the slash with the sword and he spins the runes and he's got, like, the fucking red line drawn across him. Yeah. Like old old school fucking samurai film. Exactly. And Butch is enough to do the fucking throw the sword back into the guy's stomach. Like, yeah. as easily lifted for some, like, Ari Kenneth fucking Zatawichi or some fucking swordsman film, but just like, that's clearly a reference to someone. Yeah. You know what he's like. Mm. And the fact that Marcellus, when they let him out, like, when he fucking picks up that shotgun. Uh. And it's no over, like, he says, like, oh, we're not done. Uh, I'm going to find some, what's it? Some, uh, like, fucking hard pipe-hitting niggers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 
He's going to come on the homes here with a fucking with a blowtorch and a set of pliers. Set of pliers, aye. Aye, that, that was name. It's not going to be a good night for that aye. boy. <laughs> no, him and his pretty mouth. Nope. Nah. Aye, because that's the more or less kind of say like we're done. You're cool. Aye, your yeah. LA cred- like credentials aye. are fucking revoked. And yeah. he, he fucks off on, on Zed's bike. Yeah. Uh, and it's the whole fucking speech where, like, the girl is like, Whose bike is that? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is it? It's Zed's. Where's Zed? Zed's dead. Like, yeah. it, it's, as, as you can expect, Quentin Tantino films, like, the dialogue is always so, like, so fucking cool. Like, yeah. And I think this is maybe one of his most quotable films as well. Like, if it is the fucking speech, like, that Sam Jackson does. Or do they speak English in what? Like all uh, that fucking shit. Uh, but um, I did love that. And in amongst all that, he offs fucking John Travolta, John Travolta as he's coming to the toilet. Yeah. Reading that book. What was the book he was fucking reading? Was that the same one he tinned for the diner? Aye. Uh, the one he was, read- he was reading that one previously, anyway. I mind he's seen it twice. Aye, he must have just found it in the diner, because he wasn't like... Well, he was in t-shirts and a fucking pair of shorts. I'd, he wasn't carrying his library books well. Aye. Uh, he must have like, ah, fuck, I'll just take this this book for the shitter at the diner with me. Uh, Aye, and it's not until the fucking, like, the toast... What was it? The... Pop-tarts. Pop-tart pops, and he fucking freaks, and then just ends them with, like, a silence. Yeah, and it's like... It's, no, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it? it's just the way he's lying there, like, sitting... In the bath, mm. like fucking dead as well, like just keep an absolute straight face. <laughs> Aye, that's a butch is, is breaking up, well, breaking all the bridges. That, that was him, even though he redeemed himself by the yeah. end. Of it. So, like, when I was like watching the film, uh, I um, kind of forgot as a why fucking Travolta was in Butch's house. Aye, and it was until I Realised that it was fucking Butch basically rigged the fight and that. Mm. And I was like, oh, there we go, that's why. He would have been sent around just to see. Aye. If he was still there. Mm. If his fucking lucky watch was still in the house. Aye. <laughs> hey, right, Andy. Choose a well, story. Um, the fucking date night. Now, the funny thing about this, I never imagined Uma Thurman. I always remember her with blonde hair. Yeah, it was a, definitely a wig she was wearing in this one. Aye, aye. She just looks fucking completely different with, like, jet black hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. There wasn't really anything to it, just the fact that right. like, she always looks so fucking different with, like, jet black hair. I think if it's just because 90% of the other roles, she's always fucking blonde. Mm-hmm. She's a ginger. Maybe that's why she's always blonde then. Uh, big ginger bitch. <laughs> um, Andy obviously showing hatred to those kissed by fire. Eh? I was like a Game of Thrones saying for ginger folk. Oh, is it? Uh, just because I've been kissed by the fire. <laughs> that seems weird, like fucking, fucking gonorrhea or some shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, our date night. Uh, it's quite a... It must have been an absolute fucking like, nightmare for 
Trouble with character. Because mm. obviously you heard the stories of... Uh, the foot the, massage. Yeah, the foot massage. And like how they were mm. actually comparing it. Mm-hmm. Mike, what's your favourite part out of the... The Vincent Vega, Mia Wallace story? Um, I actually quite like the bit where he's uh, driving down the fucking street to Lance's house. And right. he's on the phone to him. And, oh, that, and then aye. he puts the phone down and he's in the car and he fucking like, drives it practically like, through his house. Aye, I love the, how fucking <laughs> visual that was, the violet's front door. He just pulled the blind up yeah. just so you could see the car fucking go right across yeah. the lawn and into the house. Yeah, and that was probably my favourite part of that story. Like, I thought it was quite funny. I, I like the fact, well, maybe likes, I don't know the word, but like Vince is like a, a fucking a, a proper drug user. Like he yeah. like he likes doing cocaine. Mm. No heroin. Heroin. Aye, as soon as I fucking said it, um, like when he goes meets his dealer and they get whatever that fucking shit was. Was it panda or something? Aye. And the fact that he's he just decides to shoot up before going out, yeah. and then the next shot, you just you just see how he's kind of got this cool, calm exterior, and he's driving, mm. and you know what's the thing they do with the fucking. Like the car scenes, like it looks like it, it's I, a, an old film playing. It made me think of fucking Sin City. Kill, Kill Bill, as well. With her driving in the car. Aye, it could have been just like and a she's... film playing in the background. Oh, aye, aye. aye like a tracking shot of just aye. like. Aye. Mm. Mm-hmm. I never actually noticed that. Aye, because that's it. Does look like an old timey, like an old film, an old style playing street in the background. Yeah. But it just, like, just the fact that he was obviously still in the middle of his high driving across there. Yeah. Yeah. And then another bit I quite like is a bit where he goes into the house and she's on the, the tannoy. Aye. And, and it's him where he's, like, he's standing, like, and then he moves to his right. The most famous gif of the internet. Yeah, thing. see, like, there's a, in the like, chef industry, they use that gif for, um, it's like, that part of the night where you walk in the dry so you don't have a clue what you're going in for and it's just a picture of like fucking it's a gif of him standing in a fridge and he's like looking <laughs> to his left and looking to his right and then he's just like fuck it I like how she's also in like the most dated like security like panic room Aye. like the big TV monitors and there's like a giant fucking desk she's sitting at with a microphone and yeah, she's using a joystick to move the camera and all that Aye. it just shows you like even because that film is obviously supposed to be set in current day, was it 1994? Uh, like, was it? Nah, I had fucking portable phones when the phones uh, Lance. Oh, I suppose. Uh... And because that, so she does fucking confuse him when she talks, and he's like, right, you need to talk with the, like, the box over here, and he's like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> and it's like, I'll just make a drink. But. The whole Jackrabbit Slims. To be honest, I'll have to admit, I think I've learned all my dance moves from Tarantino films. Uh. Take me to any wedding or any fucking party, I'm up there with my hands going across the face, like fucking Mia and fucking Vince doing their Pulp Fiction dancing. That's usually what Mm. I'm doing. If not, I'm fucking Mr. Blonde fucking strutting about the dance floor, like stuck in the middle of you. (laughs) That is like if if I've had one or two Jack and Cokes, that's me. 
<laughs> just all right. fucking Pulp Fiction on the dance floor myself. Unless they play Number of the Beast and then I'm having a fucking fit. Yeah. Skinning your knees to fuck. Uh, um, I did like the touch with the, the $5 milkshake. Like, it doesn't even mean much, but I just like Vince's complete amusement. Aye. Uh, like, you ordered a $5 milkshake. Like, what? It's bemusement. Bemused. Aye. Uh, uh, and just the fact that when he finally fucking gets to taste it, he's like, right enough, that's a fucking good milkshake. Uh, is, it, is it really one pound five quid for? Well, and because I was like, the first thing he was asking was like, what? There's no bourbon in it? Like, yeah. what's so fucking good about a five dollar shit? The irony and the fact that Steve Buscemi plays a waiter. Mm. And, uh, and the fact that in Reservoir Dogs' character, like, doesn't he tip waiters or waitresses? Mm. Oh, and, uh, that's quite a fucking very clever point. Quite, fight, uh, quite like, like the irony in that. Aye, uh, and they didn't fucking push it, like, didn't they really shove it in your face by even mentioning tips at all either? Yeah. Like, you could have even had fucking them getting a tip and you could have reacted, but no, that is absolutely really fucking smart. I've never picked that up before. Nah. Uh, well done, Michael. Aye. <laughs> fucking man of the podcast. Like, somebody was paying attention this morning. Yeah. And. I guess the only other thing you have to talk about is really the fucking the OD. Yeah, because she um, she mistakes his heroin for cocaine. Eh? Aye. Aye, she fucking does a line and that yeah, is just straight away. Uh-huh. Destroys but the bitch. I like the, I like the fact that like after the dance they won the trophy and all that, and mm. then the and the drink he's like, I'm going to need the toilet, and he's like. Give yourself this big fucking pep talk. Aye. Like, it's like, you will not fuck her. You will not touch her. Aye. It was like a proper extension of, like, Tim Roth in Reservoir Dogs, where he had, like, a small one, like, right, fucking Aye. man up. And Vince is like, right, you're going to have one drink, and you're going to go. And he must have been in that fucking toilet for about an hour. Aye. Because for her, doing the co- well, doing the fucking drugs... Freaking out, bleeding a little, cut to her lying. She's obviously barfed and she's foaming at the mouth, bleeding yeah. at the nose. And he just comes in and says, right, I'm going to go now. Yeah. And then he's like, no, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like he must have been in there talking to himself for about half an hour. Uh, to the point where he's like, oh, I'm just going to have to skip the drink and go him now, it's getting late. Yeah, because he probably wouldn't have been allowed to even get a cuddle. And that, that, by mistake, he fucking touches one of her feet and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. I'm just going to throw I'm myself dead. at this one day. <laughs> I'm no climbing a set of stairs. But some fucking pipe using niggers. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like it's one of those things when you watch it and you realise she does it and you're like, oh fuck! Like yeah. you're you're exactly like fucking Travolta. Yeah, because you totally forget that he's got it in his jacket the whole time they're there. Aye. And she's just like, ah, fuck it, I'll just... She's sitting in his coat. She's getting comfy, and... <laughs> like, who would have fucking knew what actually happened if he came out in time, rather than having a one-hour pep talk? Yeah. But it was like, if it's bad enough, the trouble some dude got into for touching her feet, what happens if she, she fucking died on your watch? Yeah. Imagine what would fucking happen to him then. Well... Probably barely run away from him because he's been bummed there, so he's kind of oh, going to be walking what, so a he's bit. He's coming after you like John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I, it's the lens they go to, like when they get to his dealer's house. Yeah. And it's him, the fucking girlfriend, and they're having a yeah. shelter match about get the needle, where's my black medical book? Yeah. And the whole fucking argument was, I need a, I need a marker. I need a fell tip pen. And he's just fucking shouting at her. Yeah. And he's like, right, we need to fucking do the dot. And she's fucking like, you can see how fucking sweaty she is when they're doing the circle of the pen. And it's just the thought, right, the fucking needle on that adrenaline needle, yeah. like that injection, the fucking needle is huge. Aye. Like, if you saw that, that's like weak at the knees if you're no, like, a fan of needles. Like, that's a big fucking needle. Yeah. And just when they fucking bang, hit her in the yeah. chest. I've got an interesting trivia note about that, but we'll get to that at the end of it. Alright, teasing cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but I just the fucking bang and she's up and she's alive yeah. and all cunts like. The fact that she's just sitting just totally chilling with this big fucking needle sting out there as well. And aye. I sit aside with her like I say something something. Aye. And so they're always fucking clever, like the same thing with Winston Wolf at the end. When he's like, Say goodnight, Raquel and she's like, Good night, Raquel <laughs> like, Right, alright, can't do any smart cunts. I like the fact that it's like it's, it's always so stereotypical with like stoners as well. Middle of the night sitting with your fucking big bowl of cereal watching <laughs> shitty telly. Aye, aye. And it's the fact that he has no intention of answering that phone. Aye. And it's like he's actually, it's like, it's like he's actually waiting for his like bird to get out and answer the phone. He's just like, ah, I'll just put down my fucking Fruit Loops there. Because mm-hmm. that's it. It's him, some random Irish lassie. Aye. And then his wife. She was um, in the commitments. Where is she? Aye. I guess... Never seen it, so that that's failure. Should be a given. Um But it's the fact when like Vincent was talking about like when he was doing the drug deal at the start uh, and the guy was like, Hey, do you know fancy like the last of the song you know what to do like a double date? He's like, What, the one with all the shit in her face? Like, No man, that's my wife he was a wee bit hard, like what yeah, and clever, like. That's where they, they kind of make that line famous. It's like, why you got a fucking stud in your tongue? It's like, it's good for a fellatio. And he's like, right, that's the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Will we just get the bandits, diner bandits of the road now? That's a quick, easy one. So, like, 10 minutes at the start, 20 minutes at the end. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, like, it's a nice to start off saying, oh, look, Tim Roth. Like, just kind of, not obviously continuity yeah. in, in his... In Tim his... Roth with a British accent. Yes. And not an American one. Because mm-hmm. did we say he's British anyway? Yeah. Aye. So maybe that was him just being himself or not having to put on a proper stage voice. Him and fucking Honey Bunny. She just looks like the fucking cunt of Blade Runner now when I watch that back. Oh, Daryl Hannah, like that Hannah. fucking haircut. Ah. A, a ginger equivalent. And I love the fact that he's he's like the really clued up one. She looked like the gullible one that's played into it and it's just fucking besotted yeah. but I just loves him. But when they get into fucking robbery mode, she's the fucking, she's the talker. Uh, she goes absolutely mental. Uh, it's like, if any of you can't move! And it's like, whoa, shit. Like, <laughs> she's the mental one. And because he's like, right, this is a robbery, and he's just fucking quite, quite proper. 
straight to the point, and she's the fucking wild card. She's the yeah. fucking let off the leads. And I liked his wee bit, uh, like, the garçon, coffee. Yeah. And the woman comes over and like, garçon means mister, like, means is for a male. And just walks off. Uh. Just, like, correct in his fucking use of the words. Mm. The fucking speech between Jules and Vincent, like, Jules is enlightened. He's ready to, like, drop all his worldly possessions and just travel the earth. Yeah. And... It's no until he's got a fucking gun pointed in his face. Like, he decides to, like, do the guy a favour. Yeah. Pumpkin. Because that's how we get his name. Like, the reference that uh, Honey Bunny is also cried Yolanda. Aye. Yeah, but, we didn't actually get his name. Aye. We just get to see that fucking Jules carries, like, the most badass wallet. Yeah. Aye. Like the bad. You, did you know get me that for my birthday one year? I think that was like a Play.com exclusive. But unfortunately, yeah. it was just pressed. The words were pressed into the leather. Whereas yeah. Sam Jackson's was stitched. Ugh. You could probably buy it stitched, but I bet it'd be a fucking expensive wallet. <sighs> probably. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I like, like when they're talking, he fucking tricks him, grabs him, pulls the gun off him, yeah. or he gets him to sit down. And fucking you look like Honey Bunny's freaking out. She's yeah. and when fucking uh, Vincent shows up and he stands uh, up with the gun. because uh, like you actually kind of forget that he's away at the fucking toilet. Ah, exactly. And she's freaking out. She needs a piss, and it's all going down hell. But they kind of not buy their freedom, but with the way Joe puts it, like he's buying his life or something. He giving him money to save him. Yeah. Aye. Need him money so he doesn't hate to kill. Aye, because that's it. They, they, they said it's already a good, a good haul. You've got the fucking money to tell. You've got all these wallets. Aye. Like, you're doing good. And, and like, we could just leave now. And as I like how the music kicks in. I dig in what fucking music it is, but I feel like it, it's pulled for something. And they're just walking like they're fucking cowboys in a western. Like, walking across the restaurant and they stop and they either look to the left, look to the right and then they just tuck the pieces in their shorts uh, and then they just go off to go see fucking Marcellus Wallace uh, at the whole start of his fucking arc with Butch. Yeah. It is. It's so fucking clever the way like they put like the chronological order of this film. Like, because like, that's it. You're just constantly thinking like, as you go on. It's like, wait, this film's only really just fucking beginning for them. Yeah. But that's it, because this all starts with Jules and Vincent going to this... It looks like a bunch of fucking, like, a, a student dorm. Yeah. yeah. And, like, why why have they got the briefcase? What have they done? Or what have they failed to do with this briefcase that's got them in so much fucking trouble that... Yeah, I thought maybe they, like, stole it or something. I would imagine they just fucking killed him. It's like they had an agreement and they fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, the, way, uh, the way they were talking, it was like they fucking shafted at them. Ah, it's like they were they, they, should, they were due them money and they never came up with it or... But, yeah. Uh, but, like, that scene there is, like, obviously the iconic scene of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Every line that fucking Sam Jackson says... Is like I feel like it's been printed on a poster, yeah. or just it's all said in a way that like 
God, again, it's like they've made it. I'm trying to find a better word than fancy. Like they made it fancier than it's like the fact that he said instead of can I have a drink, he's like could I have like a sip of your tasty beverage? Like every <laughs> line that's delivered is classier than it needs to be. Yeah. Uh. And the fact that like, when he's asking about his fucking burgers, <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's a, che- a cheeseburger. Aye, and like I go brands like the big Kahuna burger. Hmm. And he's like, shit, this is a tasty burger. And I just, it's, as it's quotable and yeah. it's memorable. Like, it's obviously this, the scene that makes Samuel Jackson a fucking A-list celebrity at that point. Yeah, I like the, the like, continuous shot where he's, uh, where he asks for the drink. Mm-hmm. And it like, just... This, the camera just focuses in on fucking like Sam Jackson's eyes as he's absolutely fucking tanking this fucking Aye. cup of juice. <laughs> Aye. And you notice the fucking lighting in this film. You can tell I've watched it enough times that I'm looking at the fucking lighting in scenes. Uh, but how it's on his face and his eyes and his hair is so lit. It's like he's got just had his hair fucking washed. Yeah. But just something about his eyes. Like his eyes say a lot where he just fucking staring at him as he fucking finishes his drink. Yeah. Or because what was it? It was like a fucking Sprite or something that he just uh, fucking finished. But it's when they start getting fucking angry and the guy can't stop saying what? And they like, say what again? Ah, it's because um, when he's uh, trying to talk it about it and he shoots uh, the fucking boy in the couch. I was flock it, of seagulls. Ah, flock of seagulls. Ah, I was trying to find a, a clever note with a reference but I couldn't find it. Aye. But, because uh, as he's trying to... It's the his haircut. What is it? Is it? Alright. Aye, that's a style of haircut that was out in the fucking 80s or something like that. And I remind you of a quadrophenia. There's a fucking pool. Um, <laughs> but, uh, just like when he shoots him, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration, Brad? And he's like, I, 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 and he's fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like... It's like he uh, described Marcel as Wallace. He's like, he's a uh, big, he's black, he's bald. Does he look like a bitch? Aye. <laughs> that's, that's always one. That, he just went, yeah. does he look like a bitch? He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? It's like, and Aye, he shoots him in the fucking army. Aye. The shoulder, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's not until that fucking dude pops out the fucking back room. Aye, because you obviously you get that that's where it cuts. Like he does the speech, and then it yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah, he does the speech. He shoots, uh, Brad, and like like the lighting, it goes like a gold eye, gold lighting, and the two of them shooting in, and then it cuts to the, uh, butch bit. Aye, where you got that? Where he's aye, but then paid when off. it but then when it cuts back to that story, uh, you see a guy fucking sitting in another room with like a big fucking huge handgun. Aye, it's almost like a fucking dirty Harry. Yeah, and he must have been a shit shot, like because he just comes in, shoots and a unloads them. man, and it's fact that like one bullet, like. Like, like when uh, he turns around to examine it, and aye, there's uh, one that should have fucking passed right through aye. fucking Jules's face. Yeah, and it's like he's calling it like divine intervention. Aye. And it's, it's just like when he does that, and they're looking at themselves, like checking themselves for um, bullet holes. And the guy's just like, eh? Aye. And, and then he gets fucking done, eh? Exactly. 
Per Marvin. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, do you feel when that happens, when you watch them driving in the car, do you know exactly the moment that gun goes off? It always surprises me when that gun goes off. Like, uh, you know it's coming, but it always happens like mid-sentence. Yeah. Mm. Like you're just waiting and then it goes... Poof, like, and I, 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 I always like the fact that John Travolta tries to blame... Sam Jackson for it because the guy you went yeah, in a bump. So you must have hit a bump or something. Aye. And it, it's visceral. The fact that they're driving and you could see there's like brain in fucking Sam Jackson's afro. Like you, there, <laughs> there might be fucking bits of skull caught like tangled in his fucking hair. Yeah. Like that's fucking disgusting. Like little details like that makes it. Yeah. And then what we get is almost Aye, because aye, because to call that a segment, the Bonnie situation. Mm. Aye, because the fucking Bonnie's the wife of Jimmy. Yeah. And to be honest, this is maybe Quentin Tarantino's best work, like acting. Yeah, I would say this. This made me laugh. I caught Pulp Fiction on TV like last month, and it was pretty much at the bit where fucking Butch got raped and that. No Butch, fucking Marcella. <laughs> and there's an alternative cut. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I was like, oh fuck, I'll just sit and watch it. And I, just, I completely forgot about the Jimmy scene there. And oh, honestly, that fucking that set me up. And I was like, that's it. Because it's just where he's. He doesn't give a fuck who they are. Like, yeah. he's obviously. Some rank in, in this crime world where, like, he could talk down to them or just the fact that they need his help fucking bad. And <sighs> it's just the fact that Sam Jackson's like. Damn, this coffee's some gourmet shit. <laughs> and he's like, don't fucking call me. Like, then he talk about the coffee. Bonnie buys shit. And like, I buy it because I want the fucking taste. Yeah, he's like, like, I fucking know I'm good my coffee. As a exactly. You didn't need to fucking tell me. You guys are in shit. You, what is it? The fucking, does it say dead nigga, dead nigga storage outside <laughs> my <laughs> house? <laughs> dead nigga storage. I'm like, sure if Samuel Jackson heard them say that nowadays, he would fucking smash him. <laughs> and he would be like, oh, no, no. It's like, well, why the fuck is there a dead nigga in my garage? I'm like, um, and uh, what leads him to phone the wolf? Is it Jimmy that phones the wolf? Or? Yeah. No, it's Marcel that phones the wolf. Aye. Ah, it's myself that phones the wolf. And That's then... one of my bits I, I like the best as well. And it's like Jules is talking shit to fucking Marcel. So it's something like, I want to hear you saying that it's sort of, it's cool. I've got my best guys on it. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. And then he just basically repeats what he said, but in like a total fucking intense, like monotone voice. Ah, like, <laughs> and yes, he's like cool as a fucking cucumber as he says it. Ah. And... It's when they fucking they dial up fucking Mr. Wolf. Yeah. Is it right? It's something like a thirty minute drive. I'll be there in ten minutes. And he's fucking right. absolutely tearing it in this shit. And they the fucking subtitle like nine right, minutes. At, and... right, because he's at a f- is he at a funeral? I think so. Ah, right, Winston Wolf's at a funeral. Mm-hmm. When he gets interrupted. Because that's it. He's in a fucking suit. He's in a like he looks like he just missed the coffee morning for Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and he just fucking the hauls ass in his car gets there. And he knows what to do. Uh, like the situation, Bonnie's gonna be here by was that like eleven or nine thirty? Yeah. And so they've got like a forty minute window. Aye, and he starts fucking finding orders, and it's just like the fact that uh, Vincent doesn't like this boy, like just 
right, you can say please. And yeah. he's like, no, we are on a tight schedule here. I know how to sort this. You just need to get the fuck. I'm not here for pleasantries. Yeah. I'm here to fucking solve mm. this problem. And he's like, aye, but you could be a bit cooler about it. And he's like, like, go and just fucking do what you'd sell. Then he'd try and be like fucking arc macho in front of me. Yeah. More or less. And then they don't get fucking... He gets Vince to fucking wash the interior, eh? Aye. Or is that Jules? Oh, no, maybe. Oh, He's in the front mind. seat fucking cleaning. Jules in the back. He's like, no, no, you should be on brain detail. You're the kind of the shot him, know me. And I do like how, like, also, it's the right... Fucking Mr. Wolf knows how to get out of this situation easily. Like, right, let's just change, like, get linen over all the seats. Like, let's give out quick clean, make sure it's gone. We don't need to get deep. We'll cover all the seats. We'll do this. Everything will be perfect. And Jimmy's worried because he's getting away, like, fucking shit he got for his wedding for Aunt Jimmy. Oh, that was and, a good thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Like, hey, we're your fucking... We're your um, relatives. We're the millionaires. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. He's like, well, our good friend Marcel Wallace is. <laughs> He'd <laughs> like to buy you a whole bedroom set. <laughs> he's like, Jimmy, do you like oak? And he's just fucking flipping at the notes. Nice. Aye. <laughs> Aye. And it's just this fucking delivery, like, like fucking Tarantino can't take his eyes off the fucking bills being rolled in front of him. It's like, ah, Oak's nice. Yeah. Whatever you say, Mr. Wolf. It's like, What's the name? <laughs> it's like, it is one of the, like, outside of fucking Reservoir Dogs, like, Harvey Keitel is fucking pitch perfect in this. Like, he plays it. Perfectly, like yeah. he, and he is the coolest fucking, maybe the coolest character in this film. Yeah. But is that us? Have we covered Pulp Fiction enough? Life, we've pretty much done every well, story. Aye. Much, yeah. Did the uh, do your recast? Oh yes. <laughs> nah, fuck. Do you want to go first? Uh, aye, fuck it. I, I don't mind Tarantino style. Where he's using actors that's been, that in, been in Tarantino films. Outside of Pulp Fiction? Eh, <laughs> bar one. Okay. Bar one. Cool, go for it. Eh, for Vince Vega, I had Kurt Russell. Right. Was at that time, he'd be kind of relatively like... What, 90s Kurt Russell? Yeah. Alright. For Jules, I've got Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I, I, I can see it because I said it doesn't need to be a black guy nah eh, mm-hmm. for Butch I had Brad Pitt okay uh, he done his sort of gypsy boxing and snatch so you could see uh, it I was going to say that while he reprises gypsy role <laughs> eh, for Marcellus Wallace I had Bob De Niro uh, so can exactly so you're getting, out, you're getting a bit whitewashy here mate <laughs> oh and uh, for me, uh, I've got uh, Daryl Hannah. Okay. Could have went Pam Greer. <laughs> yeah, but she's old as fuck. <laughs> Even in the 90s, she was old as fuck. <laughs> so I'm like, Daryl Hannah was relatively young, young-ish okay. in the 90s, I think. Mine's, or you got anyone else? That's it, because it was Vince, Jules, Butch, Marcellus, and me, that's all over. Right. If you had to recast uh, Mr. Wolf, who would you choose? Um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff oh. Bridges, not Christoph Waltz. 
That would have been because like, he would have been unknown at that time. Aye, aye. Uh, he would have been quite. I would have looked a bit younger than he does now. Yeah, but obviously, I um, I went. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure what what theme to choose. I wasn't sure what to do until I went on the IMDb and I was like, right, I need I need to see a theme. And today they just released a trailer for Wes Anderson's uh, The I Love Dogs. So I went with a Wes Anderson cast in uh, Pulp Fiction. So if he did it his way with his regular characters. Yeah. So with Jules, I went with Edward Norton. All right. Just I'm like, thinking of him doing like the Ezekiel speech. Yeah. Think of like his American History X. Maybe uh, without yeah. the swastika on his chest. Yeah. Um, Vincent, I went with Jason Schwartzman. Alright. Just a, kind of like a shorter uh, Travolta. Um, M- Mia, uh, Natalie Portman, because I can't remember any kind of else. Uh, well, women in his fucking films. Uh, Butch, we could go for can either Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson. <laughs> the Owen Wilson might be the better because he's got that fucking mangled nose. It looks like he's been in enough boxing matches. Mm. Uh. Uh, Marcellus Wallace, William Defoe. Uh. He could like, kind of have like, that cold, calm exterior. And for Mr. Wolf, Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray would have been good. So, mm-hmm. that was my, my recasting of it. Um, Trivia. Aye. The trivia on this one was a wee bit. There was a lot of stuff, but a lot, a lot of stuff I found like that was like uninteresting. Mm-hmm. So the interesting shit that I found was <clears throat> the scene where Jules is at the house with like uh, Brett or Brad or whatever his name is. Yeah, Brett. Right, aye, aye. Um, when he flips the table. Mm. That was uh, improvised, and the guy that plays Brad Head's reaction was like genuine, and they just <laughs> continued on with the good way to take. fucking scare the shit out of somebody. I think I remember really, really noticed this one, but Michael Masson was in talks with playing Vince Vega, even though he played like character was like Vic Vega and fucking Brother Wild Dogs. What was the other one I had? You know, one thing I actually thought they would have done, like when you had Mr. Wolf phoning uh, Monster Joe to dispose of the bodies, when you never uh, mentioned Monster at first, I thought he was phoning Joe for Reservoir Dogs, uh, like trying to find a way to dispose of some bodies, and like, that's some genius like continuity, and then it shows it like, Monster Joe, and you never get to see Joe, but I do think that's the same Joe for Reservoir Dogs, I do imagine him having a scrap here. Yeah. Uh, um, what was what was the fucking thing I said? I had a nice bit of trivia. I never actually never actually saved it to my phone. I'm just trying to see if I can recognise it. None of these. Uh, the one, the one that I fucking I remember for reading was um. Samuel Jackson's hair. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be different. Okay. It was supposed to be a like a real proper afro. Right. And they sent a a white female producer to go get it. 
and she came back with what he had, which is a Jerry curl. <sighs> Aye, because that was... Samuel Jackson decided to keep it because uh, NWA was making it big mm-hmm. at that time, and they were making the Jerry curl popular. <sighs> so he decided just to keep it instead of going for the afro. Oh, well. That's what it was. It was a scene with Overdose. Yes. When they were doing the adrenaline shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, That scene was played, was done in reverse. Alright. Oh, was it? Aye, because when when she gets hit with the needle and she wakes up, she's not got that red mark there. Right. So, with him stabbing it, it was actually him doing this. Pulling his hand away from her. Yeah. Alright. And then they switch that around there. Because it happens that fucking quick. It's like a proper blink. Yeah. Because yeah. like he's fucking throwing a, a needle it makes sense, chest. Hey, because imagine trying to fucking punch something in the chest that hard. Play yeah. dead. We're going to hit you with a needle. Like, oh, okay. well, what if you miss? What if you like, stab him in the eye? <laughs> That's a really bad fucking aim. Even if you had a market, magic marker. <sighs> um... Not you. Oh, trivia do. Aye, aye. <sighs> Budget and box office. Pulp Fiction was made for only $8 million. Ooh. Which, you can see, like, especially when uh, Butch kills the dude with a fucking samurai sword. The fact that they just kind of drew a bloodied line across his shirt. Yeah. Without maybe, like, exploding and having and fucking prosthetics, things like that. Or showers of blood. And the same when they shot uh, Brett in the apartment. It was sort of like a like a stock sound effect, and then he just had like a red sleeve on his, well, a red patch on his sleeve. Yeah. But I thought like to get the fucking Bruce Willis, John Travolta, like these sort of fucking cats in your film. I'd imagine that would have been costly, but yeah. maybe again with it being at a point where they weren't as fucking properly A-listers as they were. Nah. At that time, it's maybe got them in a good deal. And yeah. maybe Falk were fucking keen to work with Tarantino after like, the reaction to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Maybe Falk were wanting to fucking, like, I'll take a lower cut if I get put in this film. It could be the next fucking big thing. Now, box office. Worldwide, it did accrue hundreds of million dollars. Uh, hundreds of millions, yeah. should I say. So, do you just want to hazard a guess how many hundreds of millions it achieved? Probably about three. Andy? I'm going to say two and a half. It pulled in $213 million worldwide. So, uh, that is made up of $107 million domestic and $106 were uh, in the foreign market. That's right. One star Amazon reviews. Is there any? 28 out of 674. Yeah, but there are any viable ones? I've chose some. Uh, a couple quick fire ones. Pulp Fiction DVD by Sarah. Not my cup of tea. Alright. Maybe I should right. prefer that gourmet coffee shit. Alright. Oh, imagine. I should have looked at the, like, the response comments. Just thought I could just. Fucking schooling or quotes. <laughs> yeah. One star by Verzante. 
and in brackets, obviously, it, it confirms that you've purchased it for Amazon. So it's a format DVD, Verified Purchase. Versante's review, I did not buy this. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Amazon have confirmed that you have, pal. Oh, this fucking Stop people. Lies, mate. You need to you change it. your password. Somebody's buying Tarantino films on your account. <sighs> uh, one star by Amazon customer. Absolutely. I forgot the L from absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> horrible. Destroyed it. Oh. <laughs> I reckon, but I just imagine this boy just like fucking breaking it in his hands, like bare hands, just... Just, <laughs> just crumbling it. <laughs> just folding it like he's trying to close a book, but it's a fucking DVD. They're just absolutely burning fucking money. Why don't you just return it, you fucking retards? Get money back. It's not, I'm trying to destroy with my bare hands. Feel <laughs> better destroying something. And he has I, to take his ride rage out on something. I, can, I can't even believe I spent 3.99 on this. What's next for the Films and Swear movie podcast? Because we are, we've come to the end of September. Our time with Quentin Tarantino is done until, I don't know, if he ever makes that Charlie Manson movie. Yeah, or we decide to do Hateful Eight. Because we're left with three at this moment. Death Proof, Jackie Brown and Hateful Eight. Yeah. They are the, the three that we haven't managed to get a hold of just yet. That haven't been gifted upon us by those people on Twitter. Um, and we are now entering October. Uh, and you know what that means. Fucking Halloween Horror Month. So, uh, and this is one of those ones where it kind of crosses into five weeks. Like you kind of get like five Sundays out of there, and that typically is our release date on our podcast. Like by the time I finish to edit it, it always falls on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we've got five Sundays in October, which means we're going to cover five horror films from five different decades, and we're going to be starting with the nineteen seventies. Yeah. Starting with, uh, well, we did our first poll. It came, yeah. it gone, it got a draw, and we done it again, and we've got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the late Toby Hooper. Aye, I said that right. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I got his surname wrong there. Uh, but between the three of us, we've all chose five films each across each decade. Yeah. You want me to read out our lists? Aye. Let people know. I. By the time it comes in October, I made a like a fucking oh, it's like a fucking flow chart of movies, showing you all of our choices. Uh, so I'll post that on our Facebook and Twitter and all that shit, and it'll be like six posts on fucking Instagram to fit it all in. Uh-huh. Uh, Andy has chosen The Exorcist, Henry Porter of a Serial Killer, It, The Descendant, and The Witch. The Descendant, The Descent. Is it The Descent? Oh, a Descendant. Uh-huh. It was a fucking George Clooney movie about a fucking family falling apart after his wife dies. That sounds like a horror film. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Mike has chosen Amityville Horror, Day of the Dead, The Dark Half, Ginger Snaps. Now, we, I did put Get Out on the graph, but you still, you could change it to Green Inferno if you want to. Yeah. Which do you want? Coin toss time. He says coin toss and he drops a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Let him leave in. Right, so we'll go 
Okay. Heads get out, tails, green inferno. Aye. Should be loud on the table, eh? Aye, just. Ross is it? It's on the back of the hands. Heads. Fuck get out. Get out. I'm a... No, you get out. Aye. Oh. <laughs> Last, no, I'm not gonna get fucking worn out on that episode. And for myself, I chose Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Christine, In the Mouth of Madness, Ghosts of Mars, and It Follows. I'll show you that. Well, you'll just have to wait and find out when you watch it, Andy. Well, yeah, I'll be fucking damned if I watch that fucking three-hour version of It. I know! You're, oh, you, you, will be. you went and chose the fucking TV movie. Look at you. Yeah. But I. I can watch them all. <laughs> so, yes, um, obviously, our 70s choice is chosen, but by the time you hear this podcast, the poll for the 1980s will be up so you can help us decide between Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, Day of the Dead, or Christine. Uh, you can do this by going over to Twitter, follow us at FAS Podcast, and the vote and poll will be pinned to the top of the Twitter feed, so it should be easy enough to find. Uh, if you need to find anything else about us, go to filmsandswearing.com for links to Blu-ray reviews, social media, and all of the podcasts. And Patreon patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast if you want to support us sign up with Facebook and you can pledge via PayPal it is that easy and you can't seem to fucking continually impress us month after month uh, for those lucky people that have pledged on Patreon you can get access to over 12 hours worth of additional podcasts our Death Note podcast is now live uh, next week will be the first episode of our silent season with safety last that is me and Andy talking fucking Harold Lloyd who would have imagined that guns hanging for clocks aye we even had a fucking tangent about like fucking families watching Doug's shag (laughs) you can find out how we get there by going to patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast and pledging, I think, at least a quid. Or $99 if you really want to. Die, don't don't let us force you. We'll say no. Right, it's now that time of the night where we're going to fucking find our, our music to end the episodes. So, shout out to. It is. How fucking appropriate. It's the end of music with Pulp Fiction. Uh, it's these guns swaggering at the diner. Um, shout out to Andros for our theme music. Shout out to Stu, Carol, Ken, Ryan, Bruce. Um, very generous dude on our patron. I can't remember your name. I'm sorry, don't cancel. Um, and for all our listeners tuning in and letting us fill your lugs. It is now that time of the night for us to pull out. And if we've learned one thing from today, Mike, it would be... Jeremy doesn't let niggas in his garage. No, no he doesn't. <laughs> Andy? Fuck off with you next week.